Welcome back to Another Color Abroad. I'm your host, Andrew Rodriguez. On this episode, you'll be hearing me speaking to Victoria Rojas, who is living in Dominican Republic. Whoop, whoop. Uh, for those that don't know, um, I'm first-generation Dominican. And yeah, she's going to speak to us about moving abroad with a significant other, um, the beauty of living in uh, Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic. Uh, she compares teaching students that are more well-off and privileged compared to those that are living below the poverty line. And also this idea of going back home, right? Using this experience as a stepping stone to become a better person, a better educator, and using those uh, those skills back home. So yeah, hope you enjoy this episode. This is In Living Color, Abroad. Here is Victoria. Victoria, welcome to A Living Color Abroad. Hey, Angel. Que How are you? <laughs> Start off with the right foot with the very typical Dominican <laughs> introduction. Que que. Good, good, good. What's, what's, what's up with you? How's your how's your night going in DR right now? It's it's going great. End of the day after work. I'm enjoying myself here in Santo Domingo, trying to pick up on the Dominican isms, right? Uh-huh. So it's been a couple months here. So but yeah, just enjoying the evening off. We're definitely gonna get into those Dominicanisms uh, a little bit later. <laughs> but um how about we start over telling uh our li- our listeners um a little bit about yourself. Yeah, sure. Um so I am a teacher. Um, I'm teaching here in Santo Domingo in the Dominican Republic um, at a private international school. So um, this is what this is what brought me to the Dominican, this teaching job. And uh, yeah, so I come from from deep South Texas, right on the border. And this is my very first international teaching job. Awesome. We're on this. We're in the same boat. Welcome to the party. <laughs> yeah, no, isn't it great? I love it. How, how are you liking it? I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. Um, it's, you know, two months in. I think you're similar, right? Two months in as well? Yes. Yeah, I got here um, August 1st. So, yeah, a little yeah. over two months. Yeah, I got here um, August 6th. Um, but Sweet. yeah, so nice. for, for our listeners that are listening... I got in contact with Victoria through a previous guest that I had on uh, that he was, he's my coworker, Julio, who's also from Texas, Mexican-American. And you're also Mexican-American, correct, Victoria? Yes, uh, we actually grew up in the same area. Um, he taught at a different high school in my same school district. So in terms of our, our region, um, we have a lot of similarities, but I'm super happy to hear that somebody from home, you know, from, I'm from deep South Texas, from an area called the Rio Grande Valley, the RGV. It's always really exciting to hear about people from home, like going off and doing their thing and doing well and meeting cool people. So it's, it's, it was great when, when he reached out and told me about your podcast. So let's go, let's go into that experience. So you just said that, um, teaching brought you to DR. So how did yes. that happen? Did you go to job fair? Like, how did you land this this job? Yeah, so I um, signed up with a, I guess they're kind of like a third-party agency called International School Services. Same one here, and, ISS, uh, represent. Oh, cool. Yeah, <laughs> I went to a job fair. Did, did you, is I, that how you got yours? Yeah, I went to one in San Francisco. How about you? Uh, Atlanta. Oh, so you went to the one 
not in not in February, the one in December or something like that. It was in November. November, yeah. There you coming, go. Coming up to a year, coming up to a year that, that I got this uh, position, so yeah. or that I got you know yeah, hired you... and offered the contract, which yeah. was really exciting. But uh, but yeah, I've I've been a teacher. So in Texas, I was teaching for six years. This is my seventh year teaching, and um, I've always taught high school social studies. So at home, actually at home, I taught a Mexican American history class, which I absolutely loved. Um, and then I also taught AP Human Geography, which I teach here, and a um, AP Capstone as well back at home. Wow, very very fancy stuff. That's awesome. It, I, I'm a huge history buff. I always have been. So um, I thought, hey, you know what? Going to what, the best experience, in, in, in my opinion, is traveling because that is how you really learn. That's, that's how you get to know a place. That's how you get to know people. And it's, it's, for me, it's really exciting to combine like, my personal learning also with like, professional learning because I'm learning so much at my new campus. Um, so it's kind of it's, it's on both fronts, like personal and professional growth. Yeah, that's, that's really real. And did you, did you visit the R before you uh, got this job offer and went and left? Never. Wow. I've never <laughs> Never been. Um, I'm here with my significant other, and he's not a teacher. Uh, he's also from our same area, and he had never set foot here either. So it was a 100% brand new experience. Landed like new job, new home, totally different country. So it's been it's been really exciting, um, and it's kind of like you know the meme expectation versus reality. Yes. <laughs> So, but in both ways, you know uh -huh, what I mean, where uh -huh. I expect something and it's like, oh, okay, no, it's not like that. Or when I expect something that's like, oh, wow, I was not expecting that. This is great. You know what I mean? So both yeah, ends. Yeah, I mean, and that's part of like the learning experience where I have like living abroad is. So now you get, you get the job offer. Do you have any other offers on the table, by the way? I, I was extremely fortunate and I had quite a few choices. Mm, what were they? If you don't mind me asking. Um, I guess the, the, the last two came down to Cayman International School, and then I'm at currently at Carroll Morgan School in Santo Domingo. So the, um, the Cayman also, Islands? Uh, yes, Cayman Islands. Oh, wow. <laughs> and you, I said no. You want to go all tropical. You're like, DR, Cayman Islands, all, oh, wow, that's pretty awesome. I'm like, I'm going to the Dominican. Cayman, I can visit, but I want to live in the Dominican. <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome. You made, I think you made yeah. a good choice. <laughs> no bias here, of course. Um, no bias whatsoever. No bias, no bias. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so you, so were you like, uh, so you were together with your boyfriend, um, your significant other in Texas, correct? Before you yes. left. Okay. So what did that yes. conversation, if you want to like help us, you know, because obviously I don't know what that even entails, right? Because I know Julio... He met his girlfriend here. So what does that conversation yes. look like where you go to a job fair, you land a job, and then you get home or you're like, or I don't know if he was with you at the time, but like, okay, so I'm moving. <laughs> so how does that even, <laughs> what is that conversation? Pack your bags, baby. We're going to the Dominican. <laughs> like the things you see in movies actually happen to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, all right, we're moving to a foreign country. Let's do this. No, but, <laughs> but he He's not, he's amazing. His name is Manny and uh, he has been just the most open, flexible, supportive um, soul through all this. And before we met, 
I, I knew I wanted to eventually try living abroad or get, you know, a different experience from what I was used to. Um, and I wasn't sure exactly what or where. And uh, so he knew this was a desire of mine. So once I started to do the work applications, I mean, you know, the process, it's yeah. a lot of research. Mm-hmm. It's research of preparation. So um, once I went out to the job fair, he was like, do not think about me or us. Like, don't worry about that right now. Like you choose what you need to choose. You decide what's best for you. And of course we were talking constantly throughout the job fair. Mm-hmm. And, um, he was like, whatever you want to do, you need to do that. And then, you know, then after that, it was like, okay, let's talk about how this is going to work for us. Um, so yeah, it was, really great to have somebody that completely understood and was um open to you know we hadn't made any choices yet like are you gonna come are you not gonna come uh but but let me do what i needed to as an individual and then we analyzed like okay is this gonna work for us and are you also gonna be happy and are you is this a desire of yours too and can you be fulfilled over there while i'm being fulfilled so um as an individual Wow. So he's been here with me. That takes a lot for someone, I think, to someone to say that, right? Like, worry about your needs first and foremost, and then we'll take care of the us part after. Um, Yeah, that's pretty. Because I can't even imagine, you know, being in a situation like that where your significant other wants to leave the country and it's like, you know, depending on what you're doing, like, let's say you have a stable job (laughs) or whatever the case, like, so do I just stay here? Because I actually know someone. Uh, She's Mm -hmm. in, uh, her name is Piff. She's actually in China right now. Shout out to you, Piff. I got to interview you next. Uh, she's in China and she's in a relationship, but he, <laughs> but her boyfriend is back home in South Carolina. Oh, so wow. I'm, yeah, yeah, so I'm like, wow, like that is that's crazy, you know. But you know, I I think yeah. that speaks to um like the power of like a good relationship, right? Like if mm-hmm. you trust that person, and then like you know, in your case, like he trusted you, he you know, he's like, you're gonna do right by you, and then we'll figure out the rest, you know. And at that that's that's pretty awesome to have that yeah, you know, by your side. And, um, so obviously that's made it, I, I'm assuming it's made it a little bit easier for you, that transition in DR, considering you with someone that you know <laughs> from back home. Yeah, it's made it so special. It's made it so special. And it's like, we, it's really nice to go through an experience here in the Dominican, right? Like we go somewhere or we talk to people or I don't know, whatever happens. And then we get to get home and like talk about it and debrief about it. And like, Hey, what do you think about this? Or, Oh my God. So I think, uh, you know, we go through an experience and we compare and can relate it back to home. So I can say, Hey, well at home, you know, it's like this, but over here it's like this, like, why do you think that is? And somebody who can understand my own context is, is really nice to have. Yeah, no, for sure. And let's, let's speak to that. So what was that first moment, uh, of you arriving in DR where you're like, okay, I'm in DR. Like, what was one of the, what was one of those moments? I'm sure you've had many, but many. <laughs> tell yeah, us about yeah, one of maybe. those uh, special moments. <laughs> yeah. So I guess it, it it hits you at different levels in different moments, right? So first, it's getting into the country. It's late at night, and it's like, okay, wait, are we here? We're driving from the airport into the city, and it's very dark. So it's like, okay, I'm I'm not totally oriented, but then the next day going to the bank to set up our bank accounts and then uh, going to the school to get our uh, debriefing. Um, But really it was once we got into our apartment the next day, the day after we arrived and uh, just what 
a typical Santo Domingo depart- uh, apartment is like. So we walk in and it's it's a lovely apartment. I We both really enjoy it. But there's certain differences that we were not expecting. Difference number one coming from Texas is that, wait a minute, what do you mean there's no AC? <laughs> In every room. <laughs> we are very fortunate to have it in our bedroom and um, his office. He has, like, we have an extra room that he uses as his office. And that is very fortunate because some people just have it in their bedroom. And I know that there's others in the city that don't have it at all. And that was not what I even, that didn't even cross my mind, you know, coming from the U.S. and from Texas where the heat is unbearable that is not even a question like you you have AC when you're indoors so um that was like oh wow okay we are in a different country and to be honest like it's been fine I realized you know what I really don't need AC all the time I don't know why I was stuck in this mindset of like oh you always have to have it but you know that's just a testament to learning about other places and and really realizing in life what you truly need and what is just an amazing luxury that you've had the privilege of enjoying you know what i mean yeah no that, that, yeah, that's that's very true i mean i personally i mean i've been in santo domingo and it is pretty hot over there i would say uh true <laughs> Actually, I have usually a sheen of sweat like <laughs> over my entire body most of the time, and I'm used to it now. <laughs> um, and oh yeah, for the hot water, you flip the switch to turn on the hot water. But electricity is fucking expensive here, so do we use hot water? No. So it's like okay, I've been sweating all day, and we don't have hot water, but it's fine because I've been sweating all day, and the cold water feels fantastic right now. So you mentioned the AC, which is uh, pretty funny to me. What? So what? But what has been like the <laughs> easiest, like easiest transition? Like, hey, this is similar to what I'm used to. Like, what? What has been the easiest? You know, so I guess my heritage is is Mexican, and the area where I grew up is predominantly Hispanic, and most of those people are from Mexico. So in terms of of like the fundamentals of culture and um, the way people interact and and are friendly and are expressive and can be dramatic, but it's not. They're not really being dramatic. That's just how they talk. Dramatic is dramatic. The, no. <laughs> I love it. I love it because you know what? It reminds me of home. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like yes. You know, I'm not home. I'm in a different country, but there's just some fundamental experiences that that are great. Um, and I, I guess also through through the food, like gathering around food, um, having friends. Like I love being able to to meet new people that are from here from the Dominican because a lot of the teachers at school are foreign uh, but I also coach volleyball here and uh, the other volleyball coaches are from the Dominican and the the head coach is from Puerto Rico but they just embraced literally embraced me with open arms like when we first met saying <laughs> we're gonna go out to get a drink one of the other coaches uh, took Manny and I out 
dancing one night and drinking and uh like whenever i walk in the gym they say victoria dime like how are you and you know it's just it's so so warm like it's a very warm place the people are are so friendly and and happy to have your presence and you're happy to have their presence so it's been wonderful that's awesome and what and what is the student demographic like the I, I thought it would be a little bit more international, uh, but I would say most of the students, the majority of students are Dominican. Mm. So um, as a teacher, I was expecting a more international um, classroom, uh, but at the same time, it's the kids are so, 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 so proud of being Dominican, and they love answering Dominican questions. <laughs> They Such as are the best. <laughs> no, they've helped me so much. So uh, <laughs> I'll be like, "All right, guys, I have a Dominican question," and they're like, oh, "All right, Miss Ross, what is it?" Like they get excited to to see like what this you know foreign mm-hmm. teacher has to ask of them. Um, but I mean, one time uh, we were going to the movie theater, and I saw a group of of students who are from the school and we're trying to figure out where to go for for the theater um for the cinema screens that had the reserved seats and we couldn't find it so they like took us they pointed us to the right area it was on a different floor of the mall so um just little things like that or hey what's a restaurant i should check out or um uh, hey, there's this holiday coming up. Can you tell me about it? Like, what is the history of this holiday? And I know mm-hmm. I could look it up myself, but I want to. Getting a Wikipedia answer is different from getting an answer of, of somebody who's lived here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What have you found to be like your hobbies? Like, do you have have you found like any hobbies or things that you just like to do while being in DR? Like, have you picked up certain hobbies? So we've started surfing. So that's been. I didn't, I mean, we have a beach nearby home, but the beaches here in the Dominican Republic are just absolutely beautiful. Um, the water's gorgeous. All the palm trees are so pretty. The fishermen that are here are the most badass people. And I love how you just get like freshly caught and grilled fish, like right there on the beach. So, um, yeah, we've been we've been beach bumming on weekends. Absolutely, literally living the life, huh? <laughs> yeah, and we're like, um, oh yeah, that's right. We live in the Caribbean. This is so cool. Like this is awesome. <laughs> so you know, we have those those really um, high highs. And in terms of low lows, we haven't really had majorly lows. Just kind of things that are like, okay, that's going to be a little adjustment, but. But yeah, the beaches, it's like, does anything even matter if you can go to a Caribbean beach on the weekend? I don't think so. <laughs> good point, good point. So now uh, let's get to more like, so we got like lighthearted stuff out the way. Let's get to more nitty gritty stuff, you know, with the podcast. Right, about. Right. <laughs> Hope you're ready. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But like the one thing that I can say about like being Dominican and like growing up like in a Dominican household is that there there is like this air of like, prejudice right and Mm -hmm. um and you notice how that people in dr are very look very different from one another right it's not just all Mm -hmm. we're we're not all just all the same complexion so what have you through your own experience i know i know it's very fresh for you but have you noticed any like little differences of like you know classism racism because i definitely have noticed it of like the people like 
and the upper class are people more or less you, your complexion or mine. And the people yes. in the lower class are a lot more dark skinned. And especially in, the, in Santo mm-hmm. Domingo, where it's very predominantly uh, black Dominicans that are there, you know, like just yes. is way more black than like other parts of DR. Um, so can you speak to that a little bit if you could? Yeah, so, you know, I've, I've only been here a couple months, and um, so with limited knowledge, uh, I would definitely say that class difference or the class gap is pretty striking compared to what I'm used to, um, and there are also um, issues of race here and, and issues of, of skin color that that I've noticed. So, you know, coming from the United States, right, we have all the idealism of the U.S. And what is on paper isn't necessarily in practice, uh, especially in my area at the moment with the current administration, uh, where Border Patrol has really been amped up and wall construction began, you know, in the area where I go for runs on in the evenings. So, you know, kind of even coming from from that context of, of the border of Texas, mm-hmm. here in the Dominican, it is still pretty apparent that um, skin color is something that affects your day-to-day. And um, your class is something that affects your day-to-day. But there's a very striking gap between the upper class and the lower class. I think you kind of like hit the nail on the head on, on certain parts. And I'm not going to pretend to be some sort of expert on DR. I haven't, I've never lived in DR, but you know, like I've, I've done my, my research. Like I've, you know, I've read books, I've been there and tried, you know, by myself. And that's why I went by myself because I wanted to like kind of see firsthand what it feels like to be without family here uh, in there in DR. And it's very apparent. It's very apparent because of the classism and also like the, I'm growing, like when I used to go there as, as a kid, I used to notice the treatment of Haitians, and I don't know if you experienced like anything like that, but like the treatment of Haitians yes. is pretty terrible and shit. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me—I mean, I don't know if you can relate to this—but like talk about like the border between Mexico and Texas, the border of Haiti and DR, and like the views that Dominicans. I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say that all Dominicans have this view. I think some of it is internalized, right? Some of it is just like you know, mm-hmm. but this uh, this view of like being better than Haitians. Because yeah. whether it be, you know, they're more poor or they're more black. So yeah. I think that's one of those things that I always found very interesting. And I know that when I go to DR, I have a privilege because of my skin complexion and because of like my hair, you know, pelo yeah. bueno, comparado, you know, pelo malo, you know, good hair and bad hair. Mm-hmm. And like those things allow me certain privileges where people view me as being, you know, whether it be a light-skinned Dominican or some gringo, you know? So, yeah. you know, as not being from there. And most people don't, when I'm there, most people don't think that I'm from there. Most people think that mm-hmm. I'm, you know, from somewhere else and not, you know, of Dominican, you know, origins or whatever. So, yeah. So yeah. When, you, when you interact with Dominicans, what is that interaction like when it's apparent by your Spanish? I'm assuming your Spanish is very, like, a Mexican kind of Spanish. What is that interaction like? Yeah, my, my Spanish is very... Um well, in my opinion, limited, in other people's opinion, not limited. Like, I can get by. I can get my message across. So, you know, people know I'm not from here. And um, Manny, he, he's got great Spanish. So it's interesting, actually, when, when I see the interactions of how people treat me versus him with our language. With me, I feel like they have so much patience and 
they'll slow down because Dominican Spanish is so fast. It is Tell so me fast. About it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, you know how fast it is, yeah. and it's and it's a hundred miles I, I've an hour. I've been told. I've been told. <laughs> Dude, yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm coming with my limited Spanish. Even people who I have a friend, her name is Daniela. She's from Mexico. She's born and raised in Monterrey. Her native Spanish speaker, somebody will speak in Spanish to her and she's like, I have no idea what they just said. <laughs> so, you know, they're very patient with me. And with Manny, they hear his Spanish and they see like, oh, this guy knows Spanish. But uh, I think they, they take for granted how like quick their ear is. Because for Manny, with his good Spanish, he still doesn't catch everything. And he'll ask them and they kind of give that like frustrated look like, like I just told you. And then they say it again <laughs> just as fast. It's like, yeah. whoa, 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 just slow down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> got it, got it, got it. And speaking about Dominicans and their fast-talking, you know, Spanish, which is very much like 100 miles per hour. Um, yeah. And I know that because I've been told that about my Spanish when I speak, especially here. <laughs> um, very nice. Um, <laughs> what have you, have you, because I'm sure the one thing about like Dominican Republic is, you know, it's a pretty popular place, right, to go to. And a lot of people do travel there, obviously, like huge tourist attraction. And there's also a lot of yeah. Dominicans in, in the United States, you know, like obviously there's a lot of Mexicans as well. Mm-hmm. Did you have any like stereotypes that you heard about Dominicans, any interaction with Dominicans back in the States? Like, have you, because I know like I didn't have any like really reference of Costa Rica because there's mm-hmm. there's really no Costa Ricans in New York City. <laughs> so I didn't have like a yeah. reference of like, oh, Costa Ricans are like this or we're like, I didn't have that. But so did you have any <laughs> like stereotypes going into it of like, you know, going to DR of like Dominican people? I- stereotypes i would say preconceptions just based on my experience with with my limited experience with dominican or or the idea of the dominican republic or dominicans um when i think dominican i actually think of people like you like people who are from the what does that mean (laughs) (laughs) wonderful beautiful people like you (laughs) that's more like it now (laughs) Here are all the compliments. <laughs> no, but you know, somebody who, like, I think of, of an immigration story into the US as opposed to a country on its own. Like, I understood Dominican through American culture. You know what I mean? And, like, for, for the Dominican Republic, it's a place that I'm like, okay, I know it's close. Um, relatively, you know, compared to, to other places in the world. And um, I thought, oh, it's, it's going to be, you know, very similar to my area. Like, I live in an area where there's a huge population of, of Mexicans or people of Mexican descent. Mm. So um, I had this idea of, of the Dominican being like a vacation spot. You know, like there's mm. beaches everywhere. And I'm going to be living like on the beach and I'm going to be going to work in my swimsuit because after work, I'm going to go swim in the ocean. Uh, but <laughs> Santo Domingo is enormous and it is just straight up city. And uh, I mean, there there's beaches within, you know, a 40 minute drive, but I didn't realize coming in, I would be living in a huge urban area. Like mm. I didn't really internalize that until I, I arrived. Yeah. Uh, so I guess the, the, the 
beautiful vacation spots. There's absolutely plenty in the in the Dominican, but um, I thought like, oh, it's everywhere, as opposed to like, oh yeah, that's right. I'm living in the middle of the largest city in the Caribbean. So, so I guess I kind of was imagining more of a day-to-day tropical instead of, you know, weekends or having to put forth effort to get to, to that. Yeah, I think. But I mean, I mean had, did, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. Before coming, um, there was a bunch of news coming out in the U.S. I don't know how much you had heard of it or people kept up dying. with it. Yeah, that people were just dying, <laughs> drinking at their resorts and dying. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty. I mean, yeah, I don't know if you heard the news or if you were dead. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like specifically American tourists are yeah, yeah, dead, yeah. In, the dead in the Dominican what? Republic. Resorts, they're dead. 20 people died. Dead. Dead is gone. No. I mean, it's, pretty, it's pretty fucked up. I'm joking about it, but it's really messed up that that actually happened. No, it is. Because, it is. like, I still don't know, like, I mean, I don't think that's ever been, like, actually found out, like, what actually caused that. I have my own theory. Well, I think, I mean, actually, I'm not going to say it's my own theory. Like, if I, I came up with this bright theory, no. <laughs> <laughs> It's a grand, yeah, with compl- no basis. Grand conspiracy, yeah, grand conspiracy theory. No, but like that, it was like tainted alcohol. You know, like they were like, you know, like to cut costs and whatever. Because you know, the, the Dominican resorts are mostly all inclusive, and they're really affordable yes. as hell. Like they really are pretty cheap. Yeah, you know, and insane. they're nice. It's pretty insane. So I think what it what uh what I saw right my theory, <laughs> what I like heard is the <laughs> fact that you know they were they were requiring uh tainted alcohol. You know that was cheaper and had like maybe mm-hmm. you know more of a of that alcohol content than, you know, whatever it is. And, you know, people resorts, they drink willy nilly. They're not going to care. Everything's all inclusive. Right. So it might've been where the amounts that they were intaking were just like so much. And I heard other theories where it might've been because of, you know, like to could like mosquito repellent, like to control the mosquitoes, there's mad mosquitoes in DR. Mm -hmm. So like, there was another theory that saying that, that, you know, because, you know, to spray for mosquitoes around the resort, so, like, tourists are not, like, getting bent like crazy, that those fumes were getting sucked into the air vents. Because, you know, obviously the AC is also pumping nonstop. And whatever, you know, whatever terrible <laughs> uh, chemicals they're using in those mosquito repellents, like, that was getting into the fumes of the AC and actually into, like, the, the rooms of people. and Because people yeah. were found dead, like, in their sleep. It's not like, you know, people like... Yes. So that was another theory that was being passed out. Uh, and then I don't know any other theories, but those are those are the ones that I have. Cause, but you know that also was happening in Costa Rica, right? Well, yeah. Well, that's yeah. that's the thing. That's the shitty part. Like, I really feel like the Dominican Republic got picked on. Let me tell you, everything is fine. I've been drinking. You're alive. Non-stop. Everything is fine. No, You're alive. <laughs> <laughs> I have not had a sober day. No, really, it's been fine. When you ask the kids the Dominican question, you're like, "How can I get over this hangover?" <laughs> I had like too many caprañas de the chinola last night. Like, no. Chinola everything. Yeah, chinola's um, good. Chinola's good. <laughs> but no, it's been fine. So I guess coming in, that was a, uh, but that was kind of one thing that was definitely at the back of my mind. Like, huh, okay, I wonder what the situation is truly in the Dominican Republic. Is it as, as extreme as the media makes it out to be? Yeah. And surprise, surprise. The media was wrong, and it's not as extreme as it was portrayed. So, I mean, it is extreme if twenty people have died. I mean, that, that's pretty extreme, I would say. <laughs> but 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 that happened in other Caribbean areas. You know what I mean? That's why I felt like the, it, the Dominican it. Republic is getting picked on. So, got it, got it. I mean, that's still. So, but I mean, 
I can't remember. You're right. It might be the, the media bias because I have not heard of this happening in any, any other countries or like obviously being reported on. But like for, yeah. for American tourists to be found dead in like their hotel rooms in Dominican Republic. Or I, I, for me, in my opinion, and for any place in the world, like <laughs> if, you're, if you're in a hotel yeah. and tourists are dying, that's a cause for concern. And things need to be yes. figured out. And I also feel that, you know, and, I, and I'm going to shit on Dominicans for real quick because I feel like I, I, I have that right. But I think that <laughs> <laughs> I think that also Domini- because obviously if you think about Caribbean countries, where the money's coming from is from tourism. Tourism. You know? mm-hmm. So the last thing that the Dominican officials are going to say is that, hey, we actually have a huge problem. Stop coming here. No, they're going to downplay, like, yeah. actually, people, everything's fine. Mind you, it's like the meme. Everything is fine. The dog where everything's on fire. And, <laughs> and that's DR. You got it under control. Yeah, other, yeah. everything's fine. So I, I see it both ways, right? I feel, I feel like I do agree that I feel like the, the, the American, you know, hysteria that usually happens in the American media is definitely a thing. But and same thing with Costa yeah. Rica. Like, people die in Costa Rica, but when you do some research into that, it was unfortunately people that were like homeless people drinking alcohol that not no normal person would drink. Like alcohol is like oh, 50 cents, yeah. you know, that's literally like, you know, the, the cheapest of alcohol that's like tainted. Again, tainted alcohol that might be imported from God knows where, you yeah. know. So yeah, I yeah, think, yeah, yeah. yeah. So dangerous. I, yeah, dangerous. Yeah. Like you, you would not intake that ever or take a shot of whatever. I mean, alcohol literally is poisoning. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you're, you're don't drink alcohol, people. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, if you drink too much of the best alcohol in the world, you're gonna get alcohol poisoning. Yeah, so yeah that's, that's imagine that. <laughs> that stuff. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, yeah. so what have you found? So now we mentioned like people dying in DR, which is great. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, like just so, lovely, lighthearted topics. Yeah, let's just look. But what? So I mentioned the stereotypes earlier, and I do want to get back to that because. And I, again, you you could you could speak to this, you could not, right? I'm just trying to you know basically see like where Possibly. where exactly exactly. I'm just trying to see where your head is at if you have any experience with this. But there's definitely a stereotype when it comes to like Dominican men, like that just needs to be like thrown out there. Like I want to like I don't want to talk about that, but I think like I'll be a fool as Dominican man myself to not say that I'm not aware of this stereotype of Dominican men. Mm-hmm. And this could contribute to like Latin men in general, right? I think, but I do think that Dominicans, I mean, me growing up in the East Coast, right? This is very prevalent about Dominican men, is that Dominican mm-hmm. men are one of our womanizers, number one. That Dominican men uh, <laughs> kind of like leave their families behind. Like, you know, they have like extramarital affairs and shit. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. you're like, yeah, for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Something we don't know. No, yeah, yeah, no, right? No. But, um, and it's funny because I actually know a lot of people that are mixed with, like, Dominican. Like, I know Dominican Puerto Ricans. I know Dominican Mexicans, Dominican Ecuadorians. Mm-hmm. Like, and I always ask these people that are mixed with Dominicans, right? They have, like, a, a, you know, a parent that's Dominican. And I always ask them, is the dad Dominican? And I guarantee, I'm, I swear to God, 98% of those people say the dad is Dominican. And when I actually wow. pass it together, wow. they say no. And this is not me trying to be like, and of course, I'm not trying to say that because trust me, there are good Dominican men out there. I'm not trying to say like, I know people that are also mixed that are Dominican, you know, that mixed with Dominican and have Dominican followers and they're together. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely a thing that I'm like, oh my God, this is kind of crazy. Like Dominican men have the stereotype of like being kind of like shitty men. And that's why, that's why I asked to see if you've had it. Well, well, I mean, even just, uh, like talking with some of my girlfriends, like we all have a girls' night and whatever. We'll talk about um, how's it been going with you know your dates or whatever, and and 
uh, there's a common experience here where you don't know if you're actually exclusive or not. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> maybe we're exclusive. I don't know. Or like he <laughs> says we're exclusive, but something makes me feel like we're not. Or you know, and and that is not everybody, but course, that is one yeah. thing where they say like, hey, make sure if you wanted to be exclusive, you need to have that conversation because if not, well, you know that might not be the case. <laughs> <laughs> Which which is true of any place, yes, right? I but, feel I feel to be to be fair, that right, is true. But mostly Dominican right. guys now. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's all the Dominicans. No, 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 no. People are gonna be like no, people, are gonna, even, people are gonna have some self hating Dominican right now talking all this shit about Dominican men. <laughs> but I'm just trying to I'm trying to give some some lights, you know, to the conversation. Also, like trying to see like, hey, are you seeing that? Or like you just said you had conversations with your girlfriend, so I think this is good to know, you know, about. You know the dating scene in DR because I I am curious about that. But um... yeah, yeah, and and <laughs> I mean even walking down the streets, I've noticed, and, and it's, I mean true for for many urban places, but um, you know the dudes will try to talk with me, and I'm just like I'm just walking down the street, or they'll they'll you know say something from their their motorbike, and it's it's all the girls here will talk about it. Or we'll we'll be happy like oh good we're walking together so that way yeah. if the cat calls come it's like for both of us I guess. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, well, mommy, mommy, mommy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's like and and you know there's some very charming people here, but then you also get that so you know it's, it's just it's. A different oh, was that experience. not charming? Were you not attracted to that? Say hey, hey, oh yeah, mommy. <laughs> I was like, well, you have to be charming to have a podcast, and I think I know uh, that comes from your Dominican side. <laughs> well, I thank you. You're too kind. You're too kind. <laughs> um, <laughs> if someone told you that Victoria and Manny, of course, Manny has to be included because he's your boyfriend in this, but if someone said, Victor- uh, Victoria, here's a ticket back to Texas with your old job back, your old apartment, wherever you live, everything goes back to the way it was, you have to leave tomorrow, would you take it? I, I wouldn't, like, because I, I came here for a purpose. And, and what is that purpose? As, and so, so fundamentally, I believe about cultivating the individual and, and, you know, wanting to make the world a better place. Because the reason why I'm a teacher isn't specifically because I love to teach. It's because there's no way that I could make a difference in this world going off and doing whatever more than my students can. Like if I can make a difference, a small, even if it's so small in all these students' lives collectively, they can do a million times more good in this world than I as an individual person can. You know, that's, that's why I decided to go into teaching. And then I love the craft of teaching and the, the, the methodologies of teaching and, you know, like trying to cultivate my profession. But coming over here to the DR was important for, for me to challenge myself professionally. And, and like how I mentioned, there's certain things that just aren't feasible in public schools in the U S and to challenge myself. I knew I needed to change my environment to become a better teacher and to become the best teacher that I can be because for both myself and for Manny, no, I'm not at home right now, but I, I really do intend to end up back home 
eventually Mm -hmm. once I'm done with this um, international experience, whether that's after the Dominican or after another place, because I love my home and that is where I want to try to contribute the most to eventually. And I want that best version of myself to, to be for my home. Yeah, that's real. And I thought about that as well because, you know, people, I'm sure you get this all the time. People ask you, are you coming back? Like, when are you going to come back? And I think about that and (laughs) like Brooklyn is home and New York is home and it'll always be home to me. And I probably have Mm -hmm. spoken about New York and Brooklyn more than I ever have in my entire (laughs) life since I've been here. So I don't know if this is the same with you in Texas, but like I, I, yeah, I like being here. Like I really enjoy being here, but of course I still miss home. But it doesn't mean I want yeah. to leave. And that's why I asked you that question because someone asked me that question. Like, mm-hmm. would I go back? And the answer is no, I would not. Because mm-hmm. I know I'm growing here. You know, I'm going through things. I'm sure you as well. And we, we yeah. both are going things that are going to challenge us. They're going to like be like, hmm, I never thought about things from that lens, from that perspective. Mm-hmm. But all right, let's get to the let's get to this uh, last segment here. This segment, I'm trying to do this more often, but like kind of like just quick questions and you just give me like the first answer that pops into your head but actually right. before we get to that part i have to ask questions because i did ask on instagram people would like to give me some questions they want to ask you so the one good question that i got was um what are some things that you wish you prepared before you move yeah i, I wish i had a better sense of um the fact that that this is an island and that things are kind of expensive here. You know what I mean? Like there's like looking into a used vehicle. It's like, okay, well, those were, that's not the price range that I was thinking. (laughs) Even just buying groceries, even just buying groceries. I'm like, wow. Okay. I was not expecting that, but just like the, the reality of the, um, cause you think Dominican Republic or many other countries and you're like, okay, you know, I'm going to be, it's going to be very affordable. And there's certain things that are extremely affordable, but then other things that I was not expecting, um, in terms of, of budgeting. So I wish I could have budgeted, uh, more realistically. Mm. Yeah. I, I feel you on that. Like I was actually not expecting. Yeah the how expensive Costa Rica is but uh all right cool all right now let's get into probably my favorite part I'm actually a lot of Dominican stuff and let's see what is the first thing that comes to your mind so what is what is the number one phrase you have used the most in DR Dominican phrase que lo que que lo que do you actually do you actually say oh, que lo que? oh my god yeah like to to all my dominican friends at work they're that's what they say to each other so i'm like hey i'm living <laughs> here now que lo que. <laughs> okay okay check you out check you out all right so que lo que it is um favorite dominican food you better give a good answer Ooh. for this <laughs> okay you know i've i've gotten in, into and I've, i didn't have them before moving here but the tostones mm. Like they're such a good like thing to munch on. They're they're the the cooked fried plantains, uh, right? For yeah, those yeah. that might not be familiar. Well, patacones and, in other regions of the world, which I'm sure I'm not sure why they call they call patacones here, but yeah, tostones, yeah. <laughs> but they're they're so perfect. Just whatever meal you're having, the tostones they're out on the table and and it's perfect. Do you drink beer? Do you drink presidente out there? Oh my god, yeah, presidente light. <laughs> gotta, gotta watch the calories. <laughs> yeah, I like this shit a lot. Um, favorite place? Yeah, you, uh, yeah, go ahead. It's great. No, no, no. President is great. Yeah. Any, any corner colmado, like the best thing to have. 
<laughs> yeah, right. And they're like ice cold too. It's not like they're just cold. Super they're cold. like ice cold. <laughs> but, oh uh, but yeah, but no, Victoria, uh, it was an absolute pleasure talking to you. This was this was a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you so much. I, I appreciate the Dominican advice, and it's nice <laughs> that that you know you have that that understanding, right, of of my area at the moment. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I think it's it's cool that we're both kind of like in in similar places of like two months in. You're in the country where like yeah. my, you know, where where I grew up, like my Dominican culture, you know, is from. And yeah, it's, it's pretty dope. It's pretty dope. And I'm definitely gonna go visit uh, DR. We'll see. Maybe I'll see you around. Yeah, let us know. Yeah, absolutely. Let us know. And uh, by then, I'll be a Dominican expert. So I can show <laughs> just, you around. Just please don't say Kelo when you see me. Like, just don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be like, oh my God, this girl is so good. I hope you really enjoyed that episode uh, with Victoria and I. Um, the, what I got the most out of from that episode, besides the fact that it's... Uh, you know she's living in the Dominican Republic, which I'm obviously very fond of. Um, the fact that she keeps you mentioned um, going back home, right? Like she's gonna use this uh, this experience and take that with her back home. So she has plans to go back to Texas, where she's from. And sometimes I, I I'm I'm not gonna lie, I've lost sight a little bit about the the idea of going back because you know I'm just enjoying the moment right now. But I think it's important to keep track of the fact that. I want to grow both personally and professionally. You know, I'm enjoying my time, but I want to keep that in the forefront of my mind as well. And I think she obviously is uh, is is doing that and is very aware of that. And yeah, hope you enjoyed it. Um, so next week, I'm going to be interviewing my good friend, Roger Camara. I've known him for nearly 20 years now. Childhood friend of mine. He has solo traveled to about 10 to 15 countries. And I want to interview him because uh, he inspired me to solo travel. And if it wasn't for solo traveling, I don't know if I'd be able to actually <laughs> live abroad. So yeah, I'm looking forward to interviewing him. That episode will be out next week. So yeah, thanks for tuning in. This is In Living Color, Abroad. Peace. Peace.